Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Build Show Podcast from the Rockwell Studios here in Austin, Texas. I'm your host, Matt Reisinger. Now, you may know me from the Build Show on YouTube, but this is our podcast where we get to dig deep on all kinds of topics. Today's topic, a little bit of a Father's Day uh, gift guide video we've got for you. We're going to be talking about preparedness, things that you might want for dad as a gift, but that also might help you in your life being prepared for whatever may come your way. We're going to talk a little bit about everyday carry. We're going to talk about things you're going to want in your truck or maybe even your job site. And I've got my old friend Tim Hill with me here today. So today's build show all about Father's Day. Let's get going. All right, guys, so today's topic is more than just everyday carry, but we are going to get into that. First, let me introduce to you uh, Tim Hill. Tim and I have been friends for, uh, I think, since I moved here, Tim, right? In 2005. Mm -hmm. When we met. Uh, And Tim, you've been building for how many years now? 40. I think I started in 80 or 81. And that was right after college for you, right? Right. That's right. And Tim has a mechanical engineering degree from right here in Austin, Texas, at the University of Texas, uh, Austin. Um, and Tim, I think one of the things though, that, that, uh, I think defines you and has really shaped a big part of your life is even before your college days. And that was your scouting experience. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I, I, I was an Eagle scout and, yeah. and I think I've, I've, I've gathered a lot of, uh, young, uh, male knowledge of, <laughs> of, of how to, uh, take care of your teen and adult life and the responsibility that goes with that. And, and, uh, the, just the underlying, um, desire to be a good person and a good man. Yeah. And, and that carries through your professional life, your personal life, your family life, your faith life, uh, you know, all of that. hundred percent. And when I think of that and I think of you specifically, I always feel like you're the guy that if I ever have a problem or an issue, Gosh, you're the first phone call that I'm that I'm looking to make. Like, hey, here's the situation. What do I do, Tim? Uh, and preparedness, I know, has been a big part of your life and being prepared for those things because you never know what life's going to bring you. So in this kind of vein of Father's Day and thinking about what people might either want a gift to dad for Father's Day, or I guarantee you there's lots of dads watching this who are going to end up buying their own gifts, like this dad in particular, which <laughs> I usually do. Let's jump into EDC first, you know, things that you carry with you on a daily basis. And since there's a few of these people watching this uh, on video, I'm going to have you, if you don't mind, and I'll do the same. Let's dump our pockets. And then for all those listening only, we'll go through everything we've got. So you want to, you want, are you willing to do that? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) All right. So uh, left pocket for me is a notepad. Uh, and I pretty much always carry my AirPods with me as well, although I wouldn't necessarily consider that an, an everyday carry item. My right pocket has more of the, the uh, metal clanking tools for those of you on, uh, on the audio podcast. Uh, and my guess is you have a similar setup. Is that true? I do. And, and I think that one of the things I learned early in life is that if you're an adult male or a teen male above 12 years of age, there are a few things that you should carry on your person at all times. I like it. What are those things? Tim? Well, just if you remember the the three things, the fundamentals are fire, light, and steel. Okay. Fire meaning a source of fire, mm-hmm. which is typically for most people, uh, some sort of lighter. Mm-hmm. Um, light meaning some type of high quality, um, high lumen output 
flashlight. Yep. Okay. It usually has to be fairly compact. Some can be rechargeable. Some can be battery based. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And steel, meaning some type of tool. And and the the basic um, example of that is a is a high quality pocket knife. But it can be a multi tool. Some people carry both. Mm -hmm. Some people carry multi tool on their on their um, uh, like on their belt, basically, yeah, and, and a and a uh, a pocket knife on their pocket. Um, for example, on my right pocket, I usually carry a clip-on knife. This mm -hmm. one's uh, fairly good, durable, easy to open knife. Is that a Benchmade? Yeah, it's a Benchmade. Yeah, that's what I've got too. And in fact, I think this Benchmade was a gift from you from about ten years ago, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember? <laughs> I've got a. Uh, what do they call that when you press a button and it opens a? But it's a switchblade type, but it, they sort of automatic open. Auto opener. There yeah. you go. Right. Yeah. Um, this one is a flipper, which has a. A satisfying flip. A satisfying flip, spring spring loaded or spring mm -hmm. assist. Spring assist. Right. Um, it, and Benchmade is a good mainstream, high quality knife. Mm -hmm. They have a lot of different levels of blade quality. Yep. Um, I find that I don't want to. I don't want to carry a knife that is so nice, a handmade knife that's mm -hmm. five six hundred dollar knife. Yep. Because I'm I'm bound to lose it or or run over it or or yeah break or it. or you don't right. want to use it on something that you might you know, hurt the blade on. That's let's right. Say. That's right. This knife is, is affordable enough that I could use it as a pry tool if I needed to. Mm -hmm. And it wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt my feelings. Yep. I, sometimes depending upon what I'm doing, I also carry a multi-tool on my belt, mm -hmm. uh, because pliers really come in handy sometimes. Oh, yeah. um, what is that one? What are you carrying now? That's just a little Leatherman juice. Okay. Yeah. Specific one. It's a CS4. And is that a, is that in a case or is that in your pocket? No, that's on a little nylon. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Belt. Belt loop. Belt loop. Right. Yep. The CS4 is the, the probably, in my opinion, the best combination of all the fundamental little tools that you would need and a really nice sharp blade. And what are the, what are the like two or three tools you use most from that, just out of curiosity? Like, well, certainly the pliers. The pliers are number one. That's right. The uh, Are they a needle nose plier? They or, are. But they also have something that you could move a nut on to. That's right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, also, sometimes I, I use the... Uh, screwdrivers inside the, the Phillips head attachment or the flat blade attachment. Uh, this particular one also has a corkscrew and I've been on picnics with my family and open a model line with it. It's come in handy. That's awesome. Yeah. Which model is that again? That's the CS4. CS4. Got it. Juice, Leatherman Juice CS4. Right. So that's the steel side of the equation. Okay. Um, the fire side of the equation in my left pocket I've, I've settled in on the most basic uh, source of fire that you can find, not matches, but a big lighter. Mm, the mini big these, too. These things last forever. Mm -hmm. They don't leak. Um, they're, they're always reliable. Um, I've found that the, the coolest lighters, those butane and uh, lighter fluid lighters like the Zippo, they are really high in character, but they're not really reliable. Because they'll leak or they'll run out, and then yeah. when you need them, they're just not there. I have a I have a Zippo I got from my best friend in high school that has my initials on it that he gave me like my senior year for my birthday, and I still have it. I love it. Uh, actually, it doesn't have my initials. It has it has freaking frack on it or some dumb thing that we called each other in high school. But the point is, I still have that thing. You know, what is high school for me? Almost uh, thirty years ago, or thirty years ago at this point, yeah. it was thirty years ago. 
I love it, but every time I carry it and you need it, it's out of fluid because if you don't smoke and need to light it up every day, it just runs out. So now I I fill it before deer camp or things like that, and I know I'm going to whip it out that weekend to start a fire and look cool. That's the best application for a Zippo-type lighter is Mm -hmm. when you're going to go on a specialized trip like that, that you want something cool like a hunting trip, for example, because, you know, for that duration of time, it will be very reliable. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now when we're thinking EDC, you know, this isn't necessarily, hey, I'm going out backcountry camping. Uh, I just want to reiterate, this is stuff we carry every Monday through Friday, Monday through Sunday that we might, that we might use. And I'm curious because I actually don't carry a source of fire. I do have, because of you, I carry a mini Zippo in my truck at all times. So it's, within a not very far distance. But what are your what are you using that lighter for on a occasional basis? Are you burning rope with it? What are you doing? Interestingly enough, I've used it a number of times to light piloted light or water heaters. Oh yeah, there you go. Sure. Burning rope ends is uh-huh. a real common practice yep. for it. Starting yep. fires, you know, that's that's not uncommon. Yeah, that's true. Right. Um but it, it I think it's it's not something that we use as often as we might used to have used. And, mm-hmm. uh, I was a smoker years ago and probably got in the habit of carrying one. And I, found forgot, I forgot that about you. That's yeah. right. You did smoke yeah, in your 20s, didn't age, you? generally smoked at some point <laughs> in the past. We were all stupid. And right? you carried a lighter every day because you were using it every day. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Makes sense. But uh, yeah, we just don't use it as much as we used to. But when you need it. You need there. it. Yeah. And it doesn't take up any weight or space to speak of. Okay, so steel and fire. What's next, Tim? Then light. Yeah, now, and a lot of people have the option of battery-powered versus rechargeable. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, we love rechargeable lights because they're brighter yep. and they seem to burn longer. Yep. The, the problem is, kind of like the Zippo lighter, that if you don't use it often enough, then when you go to use it, the rechargeable battery will be down All right. or be discharge to 50%, you won't get that full capacity. Mm-hmm. So the other option is to carry a lithium battery powered uh, flashlight. Mm-hmm. They're all about the same size. This is a uh, Olight mm-hmm. Baton 3. Yep. Also comes with its own recharging case. Oh, I like in. that. Really a slick little uh, Olight Baton 3. Yeah. And it looks to me like this flashlight is not much bigger than a CR123 sized battery. That's right. Plus a little head on the top. So that's a Kind of fat, but pretty stubby. Not, not very big at all. It goes in your pocket really well. And if you want to clip it with your with your knife, you can. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing that I think is pretty awesome about this light is you've got three three brightness settings. And the brightest setting on here is ridiculous. It is I mean, bright. it's like super bright. It is. The other thing that I like about Olights is they always have this multifunction clip on there. Right. Which clips down into your pocket or clips on your, uh, on your hat. And I use it like literally almost every day on my hat. And whenever I go RVing, I do literally use it every day because I'm always setting up camp at night or breaking down at night, cooking at night. And this thing in your pocket is fantastic for that. The clip is a great feature. So besides the Olight, what's your other light then? This one's a four sevens. It's a mini CR2, Mm -hmm. uh, runs on a, a little lithium CR2. Uh, battery. Yep. Uh, has three Tiny. levels of brightness. Very, very compact. Uh, very, very bright. This one was available in a warmer color temperature, which I really like. It's mm-hmm. not quite so blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it is a little smaller and a little easier to carry. But 
not quite as bright as the Olight. Yeah, yeah. All right, so then uh, let me run through mine, Tim. Uh, and my choices are not too dissimilar to yours. And then you've got some other stuff in your pocket too. But when it yeah. comes to steel, uh, I think I think it was you that gave this to me. You know, we've, we've each given each other knives a lot over the years, <laughs> so I kind of sometimes forget. But I made a decision a couple of years ago that even though this is a $150 Benchmade Auto, I like it so much and it's so satisfying, I'm gonna use it. And you know what, I, I was an idiot one time on a job and I had a, we had a job that had an ePay deck that had a plug and I don't know what I was doing, but for some reason I, I decided I needed to pry out the plug with my knife. And sure enough, I popped the tip right off on here. And thank God it didn't hit me back in the eye. I didn't have eye protection on. But I sent it back to Benchmade. I forget what their deal is, like with $5 or something. Right. They reground the whole blade. It was sharp as heck. Uh, and it was now my broken tip was gone. So my knife's, uh, you know, a quarter inch shorter than it was before, but it was it's super nice perfect again. Right. It's got a perfect edge. And I also have, I think you gave me the Benchmade sharpening kit, which is a really small compact sharpener. And I touch this up maybe once a week or every two weeks. And now I don't care. I use it to open boxes. I do everything. It's even has uh, uh, a little bit of uh uh, gunk from all the adhesive that I've cut open before the tape, yeah. the tape on there. And I don't care because because I love this knife so much. A lot of people do say, though, that they want to carry a 30, 40, $50 knife uh, instead. And on my video version of this, I'm recommending the Kershaw Oso Suite. Oh, that's a great OSO one. Suite, which you can get on Amazon for like 30 bucks. Right. It's a great knife. It's a flipper. It must have a spring assist because it's really satisfying to flip. Um, so if you don't want to spend the money on a bench made like this, that Kershaw Oso Suite's a pretty good choice. It is. It's a great choice. And they're very durable. And then when it comes to flashlights, I really like Olight. And full disclosure, they've been a sponsor. They've given me a lot of lights over the years. It is a Chinese company. It's Chinese made. But you know what? For the price, and we buy lots of stuff from China, uh, this is a pretty good one. These are really well made. This is the i5T. It takes one AA battery. Uh, and what I do is I end up basically swap on my battery out on Sunday, whether I need to or not. That's a good idea. Great uh, idea. Sometimes I'll go two weeks on a battery if I don't think I like I used it. But as cheap as these batteries are, uh, it's easier just to flop a new one in than it is to go, oh, I'm at 60% capacity or whatever on this battery with my little uh, uh, battery tester. And I say to the people, oh, you have a flashlight in your phone that they're crazy because these, these pocket flashlights, even with a measly AA or yours, which is crazy bright, Yours is probably four, five, six hundred lumens. This thing I think is three hundred lumens, and it's been a while since I've looked. But the iPhone flashlight is something around twenty lumens. Yeah, I mean, I think iPhone flashlights are a great little addition to the iPhone, but they're a reading light. Right, right. You're not you're not going down in a crawl space no. with an iPhone flashlight, or if you are, you're you're basically lost. <laughs> you're in trouble. Uh, whereas you know these these are at least ten times brighter. Than your than your light and mine has two brightness settings. I've got a low and a high, so if I'm if I really need to see, I'll go high. But most of the time, I keep it on low so my battery's not chewed up. And man, I found this like I said, super handy because of that hat clip. All right, Tim. So we've we've talked about the three main ones. What else do you carry besides steel, fire, and, uh, and light? And light. Well, you know, everybody carries something to write on or write with, and mm -hmm. I usually carry my favorite. Parker Jotter. Parker Jotter. You gave yeah. me one years ago. I've I'm, loved him. I'm one of those people that likes to wear a shirt that has a pocket. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, if I'm not wearing a shirt with a pocket, then I usually carry some space pen variant. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a really handy one here. Um, is that the same one I have? Is that the space pen bullet? It is the which bullet. is a two piece. It is. Yep. Yeah, I love the space pen bullet. That's yeah. what I carry because I don't always have pockets. That's right. And I don't love my uh, I don't love that pen in, in that spot without a pocket. So this well, one goes in my, in my jeans pocket. There you go. One of the things I always say about everyday carry items is that if you don't figure out a way to carry it in your pockets, then you won't use it. That's right. It can be the coolest gadget, the most compact gadget, or, or uh, the most functional gadget. But if it's not going to fit in your pockets easily you will not use it yeah that's true if it's not handy you can't grab it when you need it it's just never going to get used yeah i totally agree i also carry something to write on usually a notepad sometimes notepads get crunched in your pants pocket mm -hmm. so i try to keep them in my uh in my shirt pocket but i've made these little note cards that i that i keep oh, usually I like have that. my name and phone number on them that's really cool yeah and a few little business cards mm-hmm Get that, <laughs> get that logo in there. You know, wasn't your old business card? So Tim, there's a longer story on how Tim and I know each other, but Tim owned his own building company for many, many years. Wasn't your Tim Hill Builder Inc. Uh, business card a notepad as well? Is no, that that's, true? That's basically what these are. Okay. This is this is personal information on yep. there, but yep. it used to have my company logo. That's what there. I thought. Right. Yep. So it's a little line grid shirt pocket card it's like card stock there right it it's not it's stock. heavy stock right. it's not a and you thin. can give it to someone as a business card if you wanted to give them your contact information mm -hmm. yep I'm, I'm i'm probably where do you get those made months at a print shop i'm probably going to have some of these made in the with the reisinger logo on them white with the black lettering yeah we should get that for all our project managers yeah. Tim. that'd be really, really handy yeah that'd be a super fun gift and like emma who just started yesterday yeah how cool would that be if she had a little note card with her name on it and our logo and her cell number that she's meeting new subs on the job and that's kind of her business card but she could write on that they could write on it right that'd be really handy right i like that also everybody carries keys the problem with keys is that we tend to get carried away with how many we carry and mm -hmm. how we carry them. Yep. They're flopping on your belt and and they're making noise or hanging on your seat belt in your yep. car. I like to carry this little fairly compact little folding key set. Key smart? Is key that smart. what that is? Yep. Yeah. I have they're one of those as well. Uh, and I find that if if you don't use a key more than once a month, don't carry it in your that's on a good, your person. That's a great carry suggestion. It in your vehicle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you use it at least once a month, it's all right to carry it in your pocket. But otherwise, you're carrying keys that you don't use often enough to carry. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, but this seems to work really well. What do you do with your key fob? Because I've always wondered. You know, my my keychain is kind of fat um, because my key fob's in there, and my Chevy truck key is kind of a fat key. What do you do about that? That's a separate thing. That only the only thing that resides on my belt. It's just the fob itself. Smart. But your but your truck has push button start, right? That's right. So you're not putting a key in. That's right. I don't have to pull it off my belt. It just has to be somewhere in the proximity. Oh, that's nice. Right. What is that cool loop you got on there? This one here? Yeah, what is that? That's a I think that's in the marine industry. They use this to attach marine lines on boats. Oh wow. Yeah. I like that. That's pretty. That's nice looking. Yeah, they work pretty well. It looks super durable too. You bet. That's cool. There's a specific name for it, but I'm too old to remember those things. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, no, you have no key. You just have your fob 
so you can push a button to get in your car. You can push a button to start your car. Right. Uh, and then, so you basically have kind of two key loops then, in other words, that's one, right. one that's just your fob and then one's your keys that, that are using traditional mechanical locks. Right. Got it. Another important aspect that should probably be grouped with the first three basic ones is a handkerchief. Mm, that's a good one. Talk to us about that. My dad told me that, that if you're a man and you have pants on, you better have a handkerchief, son. <laughs> and, and there are a lot of reasons for that. And, and, he, and he didn't say handkerchief. Actually, what he said was clean handkerchief. He said, when you change your underwear, change your handkerchief. Interesting. He said, if, if you've got someone who's upset emotionally, you can hand them a clean handkerchief. If you've got a cut that's bleeding to the point that it's embarrassing, you've got a way to stop the bleeding. Mm -hmm. He said, it's just a very functional, high-priority item to carry on your person. has multiple Smart. uses. Yeah, and yeah. a tourniquet too, probably, right? And I always carry a red one. Because if I did bleed, it wouldn't show that. <laughs> but those will always come in handy. That's awesome. Yeah. The only thing that I do differently, although you you typically have a little more than I do, is I've added this moleskin um, little notepad to my uh, to my front left pocket. I put my my name and cell number on there in case I drop it, uh, and I use it just for taking notes, like I did a second ago, like Leatherman Juice CS4. Right. Uh, and oftentimes I'll be on a phone call. You know, you're on your phone, but you don't want to take notes on your phone. It's really nice having something to write down someone's number, you know, an address they're telling you to get to, whatever it is. So I keep this with me. And then what I try to keep up with is uh, if there's info that I want to keep, I'll take a picture of that page and put it to my Evernote. Right. So I've got it in the future and then I'll rip that out and throw it away. Right. You know, like this, this phone number for my old uh, builder buddy, Jonathan Smith. I've already captured it now. I don't need it. I may not keep that, but if there's if there was a like I've got a two page list here from an inspector uh, from a job site uh, frame walk last week uh, that I was feverishly dotting notes, and he showed up at a time I wasn't expecting, so I didn't have a yellow pad. I'll take a picture of that. I'll put it on Evernote, then I'll throw this out and throw it away. But if I ever need it, I figure I can go back and get it off of Evernote. I think Apple Notes has probably progressed to the stage where you could probably use Apple Notes for free instead of the 65 bucks a year for Evernote, but I've continued to use that. Yeah, and, and I, I would love to progress to using more electronic note-taking uh, uh, methodology, but I just haven't quite gotten there yet. I'm still paper and pen kind of mentality as there's something fact, there's I, something about connection yeah, to your mind i carry that i carry the same moleskin only in the larger size as my everyday journal there you go so you know i'm a firm believer in that and i also carry a paper calendar although a lot of my events i are on my electronic calendar yeah but, uh, I just take kind of the old paper school mentality totally yeah totally all right so we've we've uh, i think we've got edc and pockets down at this point the next stage up from that, I think of, like I was mentioning for my uh, for my lighter, is my truck. You know, my truck pretty much goes with me everywhere I go, uh, especially as a builder, because, you know, we're visiting job sites. We leave the house. We're going to the office or a job. Let's talk about preparedness and, and some of the things that we keep in our trucks. Now, this could be a six-hour podcast if we went through every item. That's right. Um, but I think hitting the highlights, maybe that'll jog someone's... Uh, interest or say I actually would be helpful and that could be a gift for dad as well so where do you want to start Tim well I think the best thing to, to, to try to do uh, as far as things you carry in a vehicle is to break it out into the three different components 
Uh, first thing is safety. Mm-hmm. Those things that you would need in an emergency that you can't carry on your person. Yep. Uh, second thing would be travel. Those things that you like to have with you when you travel, like maps or uh, extra motor oil or uh, a flat fix kit, those kinds of things. Uh, and then the third thing would be the tools that you use in your day to day profession, yep. whatever that is. Yep. You know, if you're an executive, maybe you carry file folders or a file box, or maybe you carry extra, you know, pens and pencils and notepads and or computers and that kind of thing. Uh, if you're a carpenter, maybe you carry, a, you know, a small uh, air compressor or maybe a nail gun or whatever. You know? mm-hmm. So it varies depending upon what your profession is. But yep. you, you want to be able to um, be prepared to the extent that you can get to where you need to go to if it's unexpected uh, or perform a task that you may need to perform if that's unexpected. Yep. Whether it's uh, responding to an emergency automobile accident that you run across or whether it's responding to uh, uh, an emergency repair that one of your clients may need you to do on your home, on, on their home, uh, whatever those situations may be. And experience is going to teach you what those items uh, might best be uh, based on what you've used in the past. So safety travel tools, give me a couple of the things that you think in your truck kind of fit into those buckets. Well, safety, I usually carry some emergency beacon in case I have to pull over and and put a strobe light, an orange strobe light on the mm-hmm. street, maybe a, a collapsible safety cone, uh, a small fire extinguisher, uh, jumper cables, um, uh, little, you know, uh, Lug wrenches. Uh, are you carrying a uh, uh, the battery version of a jumper cable as well? What are those I called? Do. I can't think of it. Uh, Boost makes the probably the most popular one. There you I go. Think. Yeah, NoCo yeah. Boost is that NoCo, what it's called? That's right. And and I have, I think Steve gave me the largest one that they sell for oh, Christmas. Oh, now we're year. talking. It's giant. The best. Yeah, it fits right underneath my back seat, and there's a there's a, a lighter twelve volt charge adapter right there in the back of my truck console that it plugs into about 18 inches away. That's nice. So it stays charged all the time. That's pretty cool. You know, I got one of those a couple of years ago for Christmas and uh, gave it to my wife to keep in, uh, I think, in her minivan at the time. And I didn't think anything of it. The very next day, her friend in the same exact Honda Odyssey minivan broke down and said, hey, do you have any jumper cables? You know, my battery's dead. And she's like, no, my husband gave me this battery thing, though. So here's Two ladies that uh, would tell you they're not very mechanically inclined. It's a battery that basically has a uh, black and a red alligator clip, you know, to clip on. And they like look at the box. They're like, oh, okay. They clipped it onto the battery, jumped the car. It started up in a second and they were good to go. And my wife came home and was like, you know what? That thing was actually pretty handy. You literally used it the next day after you gave it to me. And Melissa and I got her car going in, in, you know, a minute, basically. There's a win. That's a huge win. Yeah. So I've since then bought one for my truck, and I think I have the same one as you, which is the bigger size. Because right. uh, you've got a diesel, so you need that bigger size. Right. you got got more cranking amps you need. Right, right. But that's that's super handy. Yeah. I, I have yet to have to, to use it, but I it's one of those things that when you need it, it's there. you got to have it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so that's, the, that's safety, I would say. How about travel or tools? 
you know, you've got a truck box on the back of your pickup truck. I, I a, don't. I have a giant casket of a toolbox. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> it's huge. You can fit a body in there. Yeah, I could build a house out of the contents <laughs> of that toolbox. <laughs> but, I mean, that's just me. You don't have to have that. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I, I, I like to be you know, overly prepared and to some extent have redundant preparedness. Yep. Uh, you know. Uh, in certain circumstances, but um, I do carry multiple tools, uh, multiple parts and accessories. You know, all the tapes, all the glues, all the screws, all the fasteners, yep, um, primers, uh, you know, shims, uh, all those cords. You still yeah. carrying cords with you too, just in case? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Most new trucks come with a 400 watt power supply an inverter built into the vehicle that yeah, you can use as a power supply if you need to for some of those light tools and so what have you plugged into your 400 watt inverter at your, on I your have a truck? small dewalt air compressor mm-hmm. they will air up flat tires it'll run nail guns um and it's really handy it plugs into the 400 watt plug mm-hmm. back near the uh, tailgate yep uh of the chevy truck and it starts up runs fine we'll run nail guns or anything it needs to oh man that's awesome i'm shocked that it'll run on a 400 watt inverter you would think that a compressor of all things would be you know at least 10 amp draw or more right it's, uh, especially it's, on startup it's it's not a large compressor it's not a toy either i mean mm-hmm. it will actually air up your tires you know do, do some work but i suspect that it probably uses a little bit more than 400 watts to start mm-hmm. but it's running wattage is probably 400 or less yeah it didn't seem to falter that's pretty nice. When it started up. I've been carrying a, um, a portable compressor that's the kind that plugs into your cigarette lighter uh, that runs on DC current. Right. Uh, and it saved me at least once uh, in my RVing days now that I'm a newbie RVer. Uh, and I've also used it at RV sites to air up. Uh, particularly, we went down to float. I forget which river in, um, in the Frio. The Frio River, I guess. Right. Uh, free, was it Frio State Park that I went to? What's you went to up? Garner. Garner State Park. That's, that's right. right. And Christy ended up buying like four or five brand new blow up rings. And I was saying, oh my gosh, how am I going to blow those up? Well, my uh, little DC air compressor that plugged into my Suburban worked perfect for that. Yeah. I didn't even plan it, but it had all the accessories I needed. You know, interesting you should say that. We had something we needed to blow up. I think it was a, a fairly large tow behind Oh, there you a go. Raft for uh-huh. a, a boat, and I have a small Dewalt blower, eighteen, eighteen volt, twenty blower. volt, twenty volt. Okay, lithium blower. How'd you convert your blower to that small? Of it a... comes with attachments to use it as an inflator. Really, it does, huh? And it works great. That's impressive. It is. And do you always keep the same? Uh, say Dewalt twenty volt system with you in your truck, so that you know you've got batteries for any. Uh, additional cordless tools you need? I do. I carry, you know, the basic, the, the impact uh, driver and the drill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then the, your... And, and, and then the... Um, inflator. The, the inflator. Blower, sorry. Yeah. I have uh, the reciprocating saws, the circular saws, the cutoff tools, the uh, articulating this and that, just about everything that DeWalt offers. But always in that 20-volt DeWalt. Always in the 20-volt DeWalt. And I switch them out depending upon what I might need. I also have a larger case that Mm -hmm. I can carry in the truck bed that has a whole array of those things in it. Just don't need it every day. Smart. Very smart. 
Gosh, Tim, I could talk to you for another three or four hours. And in fact, as we were talking, I think a really interesting future podcast episode uh, would be talking about uh, our campers and how we get prepped for uh, for trips, uh, not just from an RV perspective, but road trips. Like I learned from you, just to give you a little foretaste of this one, uh, I I learned from Tim basically about Lance campers because Tim did a bunch of research and bought a Lance, I don't know, four, five, six years ago now. Right. And I really liked what they did. I felt like they were a better built camper. So I bought a Lance uh, during the pandemic. And then I remember specifically on one of my first trips, I was like, gosh, what do I need to know? I better go download for an hour from Tim what I'm missing. And even things like, you know, carry a five gallon bucket with you, carry your blower because it's really helpful to start campfires, carry extra firewood and fire starters, all those lists of things that you gave me. In fact, you gave me a, um, I think it was a Word doc that had your, here's what I need to pack before I go checklist. Checklist, right. Uh, that was a fantastic checklist. And to this day, Chris and I still use that whenever we go somewhere. Good. <laughs> in the RV. It's good. Super handy checklist. So I could see us talking uh, uh, RVs, what we need in our trucks when we go. And another thing to talk about that we actually spoke about earlier today was generators and what generators are, are helpful for both business, for backup on the house, uh, and for recreation for storms come and for recreation that's right so, uh i think we should schedule that in the, that'd be in great the future that'd be fun that'd be really fun tim thanks so much for having uh uh taking an hour for me and for these guys on the podcast sure uh gosh tim you are one of the most incredibly prepared most generous most kind men that i've ever met in my life nerd uh huge nerd <laughs> uh and incredibly generous too one fast story about tim that i'll tell you uh, my kids, when they were younger, you probably remember this story, uh, were out with their grandmother and the seat belt in the back seat of their car got locked and was like super tight. And I can't remember where I was. I was out of town or something. I said, well, go to the office. I bet Tim will be able to get him out. And I don't think you ended up cutting it. I thought that there might be a knife involved. Uh, but you somehow got we, that. We had to take the seat belt assembly apart. <laughs> <laughs> to get your youngest son <laughs> from under it. And Will was maybe six or seven at the time. Yeah. I can't remember. It was, it was a few years ago. But you were the first guy I thought of that said, we got an emergency. We don't know what to do. Go over and see Tim. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that's enough for this episode. want to say a big uh, happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Uh, you guys are the ones that uh, uh, that make this country happen. You know, you're you're out there working hard for your families every day. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a builder like Tim and I. Uh, we we know your struggles, my friend. But hopefully what we talked about today might help you in the future to be prepared for life and for families and for uh, work emergencies out there. But happy Father's Day, my friends. Thank you for listening to the podcast. This is available on all kinds of locations. We've got this on buildshownetwork.com. Uh, We've got this on all the typical iTunes and, and all those kinds of places for uh, for where they're available. I appreciate your support. If you're not currently subscribing in whatever way that uh, means for you, go hit that subscribe button. And if you're not familiar with our YouTube channel, we're publishing at least twice a week over on YouTube uh, to The Build Show. Guys, follow me on Twitter or Instagram. Otherwise, we'll see you next time on The Build Show.